It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast, a post-draft edition. He's Jake Lisko. I'm James Rapine. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow wherever you get your podcast. We're the only daily Bengals podcast. So if you're new here, well, welcome. And make sure that you get us five times a week. We've done way more than five shows this week, but usually it's five times a week wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, let's uh, dive into things because we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to give you a draft overview today. We're going to uh, go over the three picks the Bengals made on day three of the NFL draft. And we'll mention the undrafted free agents that they've agreed to terms with as we record this on Saturday evening. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. And Jake, let's dive into it because uh, the Bengals, if you would have told me that they didn't add picks, and in fact subtracted two picks and only end up with six players in the 2022 NFL draft, I probably would have laughed at you, maybe called you crazy because this is pretty unprecedented for the Bengals. And, and yet here we are, they traded up again on day three after trading up on day two and they end up with six players. That's uh, one of the more surprising things I think about this draft class to me. Yeah. I think that's the craziest thing maybe when I look at it, or maybe the second craziest thing. But trading up for two players in the second round, and as you mentioned, in the fifth round for Tyson Anderson, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, that's wild. It tells you a couple of things. One, there might have been some gaps in their draft board. Two, mm-hmm. I don't think they thought the end of this draft was very good because they traded away their sixth-round pick and their early seventh-round pick to move mm-hmm. up. And they have, of course, dabbled in the undrafted free agent market. But, man... That, that to me is the craziest thing. The second craziest thing to me, James, is the balance of players. I thought we would see several offensive players pick today. The way it fell, the run on tight ends before the Bengals got to pick, they get one offensive lineman and end up with five total defensive players. It, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. It, you know, maybe uh brian callahan just didn't want to talk to us much and they're like hey let's just do undrafted offensive players we'll stick to that and and obviously i say that kidding it's uh it's wild maybe they just hate me because they know offense maybe they were listening last week when i said three straight offensive players over three straight defensive players um no i uh, but overall like i I look at it in the all five defensive players to me are at least pretty good athletes they're not all elite athletes some of them tested like that even their seventh round pick and jeffrey gunter um but higher end athletes you know above average and production i mean a lot of them produced and in gunter produced and i get it it's a seventh rounder but there is some production there it's not like you're just taking traits and that's it and so i think that that was a a common theme they wanted to get faster bigger athletic uh as possible on defense and they added guys that i think that that can help in that department 
on the other side of things, man, I, I see holes on, on offense and I wonder where they're going to come from. I, is there a fourth receiver on this team? I don't, I don't think so. Not, not, not one that I feel confident in taking significant reps on offense gunner special team. Sure. Right. And then outside of Hayden Hurst, who it's not like he's the world's best run blocker at tight end. Uh, who do you trust in that tight end room? And I know, you know, Drew's okay. Drew sample, but the, you know, those are two major holes and I haven't even got to the offensive line part yet because I figured we'll talk about that when we talk about the Bengals fourth round pick, but yeah, those are two pretty large size holes that we expected them to at least address one and they didn't address either one. And I think they probably wanted to at least draft a tight end. And I think they probably mm -hmm. were considering a wide receiver. We talked about, they met with a lot of those guys late in the process that were yep. looking like seventh round picks for undrafted free agents. So we'll see who they sign. They've already mm -hmm. signed one undrafted free agent wide receiver as of now. And we'll talk yep. about those guys later on, but I imagine there will be more than, than the one they've signed so far. The good thing about these holes you're talking about, James, is that they're mostly depth holes. They're, mm -hmm. like you said yesterday when we were talking about day two, pretty happy with their starters. And so they're looking mm -hmm. for guys that they can develop, looking for guys that could be rotational pieces. And sometimes interior offensive linemen that you draft in the fourth round turn into Clint Bowling. And I'm not saying that Cordell Volson necessarily will, but sometimes you draft call Clint your Bowling. shot right now. You want to be a Bengals legend, Jake, call your shot right now. Say it's Clint Bowling 2.0. Do it. We, we don't have him in our spreadsheet. So I cannot do such a thing. You mentioned he is in you and Joe do not yes. have him. I, I didn't have him in mine either because I didn't do a spreadsheet, but yeah, I, uh, whew, that, uh, it was surprising to say the least, right? That was a, a surprising pick. Yeah, I would agree with that. But you mentioned something I wanted to touch on really quick before we dive into the specifics. A very athletic class overall. You mentioned this, and with RAS scores, you talked about it. Daxton Hill, 93, 93rd percentile. Cam Taylor Britt, 83rd percentile with that 43840. Zach Freak. Carter, 81 RAS. Pretty good yep. athlete. Cordell yep. Volson, Freak, freak. If you freak. run his numbers at guard, from his pro day, not his yep. combine numbers, and not at tackle because he's not going to play tackle for the Bengals, ends up at 93 and a half, mm -hmm. which is much better than his combine numbers would lead you to believe. Tyson Anderson, 95th percentile athlete, another 4-3 something 40. And Jeffrey Gunter, you mentioned, 97.6 on the RAS <laughs> scale. So all these guys, pretty athletic. And in the secondary in particular, they added a ton of speed. And mm -hmm. we'll talk about these guys specifically, I guess. But versatility as well when, when we look at the secondary. And we'll talk about that when we talk about Tyson Anderson. Yeah, freak, freak, freak. And uh, th that's a good point about, you know, moving it to guard and looking at it that way. Um, but clearly, they had a profile of what they were wanting to attack. And I asked Zach about it afterwards, and he's like, well, it starts with the tape, right? And and you see the play, the plays on tape, and then you check the test, and that's that's great. But you know what's even better that, than plays on tape when everything lines up, and when those numbers and measurables and traits and all those things that you're looking for matches the tape. So it's not like, oh, well, we're taking this risk because, oh, yeah, maybe it's a small school guy. But let's just use Gunter because what we'll, for a second, maybe it's a small school guy, but at least he he tested at a high level, right? And so, uh, yeah, I think it's it's time. You want to dive into these guys? We can. Uh, 
dive into these guys, uh, starting with. I got one other trend I want to just point out. Just one other other observation. One other thing I noticed. Dax Hill is the only young, like specifically young player they drafted. It's an older class. A lot of them are 22, 23. Yeah. Cam Taylor Britt, 22 and a half. And the rest of these guys are 23. Essentially, Zach Carter just turned 23. Cordell Volson turns 24 before the season starts. Tyson Anderson and Jeffrey Gunter both turn 23 in like the next month. So get ready to wish them happy birthday. But older, athletic, and mostly, as you mentioned, James, productive draft class for the Bengals here. And, and, and that's the thing is I think part of that might have just had to do with the, you know, the COVID year. I mean, you look at the just the prospects in general. It felt it's like, man, this is an old class, like to a point where 22 wasn't as scary as it would be normally. It's like, oh, there's 24 year olds in this class, you know, and, and so that's a lot uh, of them. That, yeah, that's that's a good point there about the age, because, yeah, when I, I look up their age, it's one of the first things I do when I do that initial write up. And there was a lot of 22, almost 23. Yeah. Uh, or will be 23 when the season starts. So let's uh, you mentioned it. Cordell Volson. What is he going to bring to the Bengals offensive line? Are we talking about LG one? Clint Bowling 2.0, like Jake joked about. Well, we'll dive into him coming up next. But first, a word from Bet Online. I hope you listened to me and you went to Bet Online and you wagered on the 2022 NFL draft. Maybe you took the under on quarterbacks in the first round or, or the under on quarterbacks being drafted in general because holy smokes. Maybe you took the over on wide receivers, but you're cashing in today. And that's the beauty of Bet Online is you can wager on the 2022 NFL draft, or you could have and made money. But don't delay, don't stop. You, Get in on the action right now because NBA playoffs in full swing, Major League Baseball in full swing. Before you know it, the NFL is going to be rolling around here. And, well, it still is. You want to bet on Joe Burrow to be MVP? You can do that in so much more in one spot. Bet online where they have all of the action in one spot. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to sign up for free. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Jake. Yeah, go. Sorry. Stepped on you. My fault. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were going or not. I was on a different screen. See, that's the beauty of a live show. Let's dive into uh, fourth round pick Cordell Volson um North Dakota State not gonna say I, I saw it coming I didn't see it coming we know we talked about Jimmery Sawyer uh you know Kennard from Kentucky I mean there were a couple offensive linemen that were still on the board for them and, and they went with this kid that were like what who who is this guy and uh you know you look at different draft guides and it's like oh sixth round pick and people are calling him this and that what, what were your initial thoughts? Because we'll dive into it. your initial thoughts, though, when he was picked. Was it like me, who? Because it, it was who for me. It, it was mostly who. Like, I had, I had seen his name in simulators, but that's it. Like mm-hmm. I said, he wasn't in our sheet. So th- those were my initial thoughts. My, my second thoughts were, okay, they got an offensive lineman. He could yep. compete 
this is a range where you get offensive, like interior offensive linemen that can start. You can get at this part of the draft. And clearly they had a different grade on Volson than, than consensus. The, the third thought was, well, he graded really well for PFF at North Dakota State. His <laughs> last year, he was 23 years old and he was playing for North Dakota State, but he was the 10th highest graded tackle in the country on PFF's grading system. And that's uh, with a, a pretty strong pass blocking performance as well and a pretty strong zone run blocking performance. So not the greatest quality of competition. And he was probably at least a year older than a lot of the guys he went up against. But mm -hmm. at least he was productive when he was on the field. And so that's something. And we'll see how he fits, right? Do we trust the Bengals to draft offensive linemen? Has been a big theme mm -hmm. on Bengals yep. Twitter. They have yep. not gotten this right very often lately. And this is another one that does not go with consensus. That doesn't mean they're wrong. There's a lot of reasons to think they might be right. And this could be a guy that's in the mix to start, but that's a long way away. When yep. they draft Cordell Volson in the fourth round, that doesn't make me think they have a true challenger entering the competition for left guard. I'm sure he'll be in the mix, mm -hmm. but let's see what happens. Yeah, but let's see what happens. A, a couple things that, that stand out to me about this pick, and I posted video of Frank Pollock talking about it. Um, on Twitter, if you want to check it out, but um, Cordell Volson is you know comes from North Dakota State, and you know they, obviously they always have a ton of success and win a bunch of national championships and all that stuff. But the thing that Frank Pollock liked about him, because there's a obviously a talent difference between watching you know Georgia players or Cincinnati players or Ohio State players versus North Dakota State, he he liked the system that they were running and. You know, he said they were running this pro style system where Volson had to do a lot of the things he's going to have to do here. And that's one of the reasons why they're like, oh, he could easily be, a, you know, a, a quality guard in the NFL. The other thing, and, and we'll, we'll get into this at least to a degree right now, his attitude praised his attitude like crazy and how hard he wanted to, to work and, and how he gauges that. And he said, um, and cover your ears if you have kids around, but he, he said, you got to have some shit to you. And that's the, the thing that he was looking for. And so I think that this, you mentioned the athleticism, all that stuff. I'm sure the Bengals were on board with this. I think this is a Frank Pollock guy. I think this is a guy that Pollock met with, talked with that. I know they did zoom calls and watched on film. And he's like, man, I can work with this dude. And, and so, um, I haven't felt that about all the offensive linemen that, that they drafted since Pollock has been around in 2018. I didn't necessarily fully feel that. Certainly didn't feel that last year when they drafted three of them. Um, but this one, I, I think Frank Pollock's fingerprints are all over it. And that's me speculating. I'm not reporting that. But I, I think that this that this is his dude, that he's a big fan. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see if it works out. But I, I think he likes Wilson a lot. Yeah, we'll see how he develops him because we need to see some offensive linemen develop under Frank Pollock's tutelage. We really like Frank Pollock, but... We, we haven't I mean, he hasn't been here. Yeah, he hasn't been right. here. And, and that's that's a fair point. I wanted to point out the recent history of offensive linemen to come out of North Dakota State because there have been some good ones. Yeah. Billy Turner in 2014 was a guy that we talked about, I believe, at least a little bit when free agency was going around. Currently in Green Bay, I think, or was coming from Green Bay. 
maybe I'm not remembering that correctly, but Joe Haig, another one, 2016, was a fifth-round pick. And then Dylan Raddins last year. We talked about him for the Bengals when we were looking at second-round offensive linemen. So some good players have come out of that program, and Cordell Volson will be the most recent. They're producing some NFL players. Christian Watson also picked in the second round, of course. Trey Lance last year, number Mm -hmm. three overall. So this is a a solid program, even if it isn't the SEC or the Big Ten or whatever your favorite conference is. For sure. You know, there's no doubt there. And um, I I think when you're talking about the development, I think the attitude part of it, that's why I can get behind it, right? So it feels like a reach. Let's call it what it is. It feels like a reach. Um, A lot of people were shocked by it or surprised. You know, the last offensive lineman they picked where it was like, oh, my God, you're reaching. Well, it was Jackson Carmen, and, and I'm going to stick to that that part of it. But obviously that didn't work. And the the Bengals haven't, you're right, haven't built up the equity when it comes to trust us about offensive linemen right. for, for anyone to buy in. And so uh, the good news is, is like I said, that's why I wanted to point out, I it feels like to me, Frank's yeah. like, oh, no, this is the, this is the dude. Uh, and I didn't necessarily get that vibe last year, uh, to be it- quite frank with you. So. We'll and see. apparently he had a really good all-star game. He was at the East-West Shrine Bowl and yeah. drew, drew praise from, from people in attendance there. One of them was uh, PFF. Oh, what's his name? We've had him on our show. I'm not going to remember it. Someone one of the from Pro Football Focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the PFF guys really liked his Shrine, shrine Bowl because he was at the Shrine Bowl. The other thing that you mentioned, the attitude shows up in the highlights. You look at the highlights that have been posted on Twitter of this guy. They're all him just punishing dudes, like pile driving them into the ground on running plays. And so that's fun, especially for for what Frank Pollock's looking for. He's looking for that nasty, and this guy brings it. And he's 6'6", 320. You know, it's not like he's, you know, a little guy or, you know, anything like that. Like, he does have size. He uh, gained weight when he needed to gain weight. And obviously, he played – mostly tackle 37 starts at right tackle uh for the bison but um was always going to move into the guard at this level i think he, you know i think he knew that um so it's uh it, it's a guy that you hope that they know something that we don't and the other part of this is and, and i asked brian callan did i ask yeah it was he was answering my question he thought that this guy was going to go off the board probably long before their fifth rounder for what so did uh so did the shrine bowl director eric edelm he was saying okay late day three early day four like maybe day sorry late round three early round four uh maybe he would get to day three and gotcha. the, the one thing the, the last thing i'll note on him before you get your closing thoughts in here the six six is a bit of a problem for him he's a big dude and and the most common thing that i've read about him so far is that he ha- he has trouble maintaining leverage just because he's so tall and sometimes mm-hmm. You know, we talked about natural leverage with Geno Atkins for a long time at six foot. You get guys underneath you because they're shorter than you, and low man tends to win in the trenches. Hard to stay low man when you're six six going up against guys that are six two all over the NFL. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And so, you know, we'll see. Um and, and we'll do our grades and everything. We're not grading today. Uh we will certainly get to those grades though. But we have two more picks to talk about. Tyson Anderson, another safety. Was Jake Lisko surprised about that? Plus, Jeffrey Gunter, well, I think that man 
is on the Built Bar plan. And speaking of Built Bars, the number one protein bar on the planet. They're high in protein. They're low in sugar. They're low in calories. And they're covered in 100% chocolate. So basically, they're awesome. And if you haven't tried a Built Bar yet, well, you need to. And right now, you can get 15% off by going to Built.com and using promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your order. And it isn't just Built Bars. It's also Built Puffs. What's a puff? It's a, a protein-infused marshmallow covered in chocolate. So think about that. Those are also high in protein. They're low in sugar. They're low in calories. So you can eat a chocolate-covered marshmallow and get the protein you're looking for. You can't. At Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. On to the fifth round we go. The Bengals drafted a guy that when you read his scouting report actually looks a lot like Dax Hill in some ways. In some specific ways, Whoa. there's some, some skill overlap between the two in yeah. terms of versatility, in terms of being that guy that's going to come down and cover tight ends, in terms of playing in the box a little bit. And I know I've cast some doubt over my my thoughts about Dax Hill living in the box. More of a, a, a safety corner kind of guy who's going to be able to do some coverage. That's, that's the similarity that I'm talking about. Also, they're both quite athletic. But Tyson... Tyson Anderson out of Toledo grew up a Steelers fan, by the way, which I find fun. I, I like it when guys that are fans of, of rival teams end up on opposites in the NFL and then have to go beat the team they grew up rooting for. I think there's something yeah. fun about that. Uh, Tyler I think Boyd. it makes him, yeah, Tyler Boyd, exactly. I think it makes it mean a little bit more to him, you know? But mm -hmm. Tyson Anderson was a guy that when we were putting together our mocks was a guy that I had in consideration if they didn't go safety early and he mm -hmm. didn't make it into any of our mocks to my knowledge, but he was on the list of, of guys I was thinking about talking about in our predictive mock. I don't think he quite made the cut for our podcast, but not a guy I haven't heard of. So we got that going. Yeah. No, I heard of him. And, uh, it, it kind of helps because I think this is more of a value. I think, he, you know, he was expected to go a little earlier, you know, late day two, early day three uh, in that range. Has to wait till round five. Bengals move up to get him. And to me, I, I think that this is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Jesse Bates, you know, could he be gone? Will he not be, you know, all that stuff uh, when they pick Dax Hill. I think that this is kind of confirmation that, all right, they're not keeping both safeties. And, and I, I think Tyson Anderson can do a lot of what, what they would ask Von Bell to do. Uh, and that doesn't mean Bell isn't going to be here this year, but he's a free agent to be after the 2022 season. Uh, I will say that Anderson this year, I think, is more of a special teams ace where he played all these special teams roles at Toledo. Um, but the one common theme, man, he, he's the fastest of all these dudes, 4 3 6. 
uh, ran the fastest 40 yard dash is, uh, is certainly someone that adds that, that elite athleticism, like we talked about. So, um, one, I love how he spells Tyson T Y C E N threw me off the first time I had seen his name, but you just don't think about it. You're like, Oh, Tyson Anderson, you type it in to get an image. And it's like, Oh, nope, nope. That just screwed me up. So thanks Tyson. But, uh, no, I, I think, uh, I, you know, I, I think it makes a lot of sense from a fit in Luana Rumo's defense, but I think some people were like, really another safety. And, and, and that, that probably caught him off guard because of the, the position, not necessarily the player. Uh, and I feel that a little bit too, but when you get mm-hmm. a play, like they're adding speed to the secondary, which was mm-hmm. clearly something they wanted to do here. They're adding athleticism to their defense. Again, clearly something they wanted to do. Anderson is bigger than Dax Hill. So worth noting that I think he has about 20 he, pounds on him. He's almost six, two. He's like six, one. And you know, uh, close to six, two, um, off the top of my head. Yeah. I can't remember the exact measurables in two Oh nine. And the other thing here that, that we talked about earlier, trading up again for another defensive back. Mm-hmm. It, it's just really interesting to me that again, they gave up a full pick to do it and, and it wasn't a pick swap or anything. And well, they, they, Ended up with six picks. I mean, and, and the I, Cincinnati you know, Bengals. And so they must really like this kid again, like they really like Cam Taylor Britt. And I think the other part of this is they're like, look, we don't have eight spots. So, it, you know, on the roster, like we, this is it. Like we, we know we, we should get quality over quantity. And I like that logic, right? Because you look at it, all these guys, maybe Gunter won't. And we'll talk about him in a second. The other five are making the roster. They're making the team. And so that, that's the, who wouldn't Anderson. No, I think I'm Anderson's saying making the team. They, they probably do. I think Volson will be interesting. We'll see what shakes out on the offensive oh my line. God, if they take an offense <laughs> that you <laughs> look anyway, one of the one, look, we're going to talk about the undrafted free agents tomorrow in more detail, but one of the undrafted free agents, the Bengals signed on the offensive line was higher on Dane Brugler's board than Cordell Volson. And I know that media and, and team is different. There's a reason he was undrafted and there's a reason that your fourth round pick is probably making the team, but there are yeah. going to be a lot of guys in the mix. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that he's unlikely to make the team or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of guys in the mix in the interior and they could still resign Quentin Spain. Although maybe that's less likely today than it was before. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it. The vibe I get, you know, and I didn't ask directly about Quentin Spain, just asked, how comfortable they are with things. And by the way, even if they were re-signing Quentin Spain, I, if I'm them, I'd be like, oh yeah, things are great. Yeah. One of these guys is going to emerge and kick everybody's ass and be great at left guard. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily blame them for that and how they may feel that way today and feel different tomorrow. Um, you know, that's just all part of the business part of the NFL. But uh, yeah, I think, um, man, if they got that a fourth round pick for Ben Brown, who <laughs> spoiler alert, that would be wild. But uh, you, you want to talk about the seventh rounder now? Let's let's go to the seventh round. A guy that I have heard of, a guy they probably noticed last year when they were linked to a couple Coastal Carolina edge rushers. Yep. And one of three Coastal Carolina players, including undrafted free agents that will be part of this rookie class for the Bengals. Again, another spoiler there. Jeffrey Gunter, the edge rusher. He was our 17th rated edge rusher using the the formula that we use. Ended up 96th overall on our board. Tyson Anderson, by the way, 123rd overall. And now this doesn't include quarterbacks, although there were like, what, three quarterbacks drafted 
or something. Wasn't I'm, many. Wasn't it's many. Crazy. I'm, I'm embellishing, yeah. but you get the idea. And we don't <laughs> include running backs. We're missing some players. We didn't have Cordell Volson in there, for example. But Gunter had pretty good productivity, 70% market share productivity. He's a little bit older, so that brings the score down. Like, like we mm-hmm. mentioned, he's almost 23 years old. But had really good... Uh, really good athletic testing like we talked about earlier and was was pretty good as far as PFF is concerned, especially in true pass rushing reps and on true pass rushing snaps, pass rush win rate at 32%. Pretty good. It's yep. up there near the top of the class. And so a lot of things to like here. You read the PFF scouting report on him, really consistent never really took a, a step, wasn't as dominant as you would like to see at this level of competition. But clearly, if, if somebody can tap those tools mm-hmm. with, the t- with the testing that he did, that's a profile that you like to bet on in the seventh round. No doubt. And he met with Marion Hobby multiple times, the Bengals defensive line coach, and uh, they love him. They love him. And you, you look at that testing alone, and uh, I'll tell you, he got on a conference call with us, and he was like, so excited you because once you get to the seventh round your coastal yeah. carolina you test in the 97th percentile but you're still there you're thinking you're going undrafted he was like oh i'm so happy i could cry right now he was like who they think gonna beat them back like he knew uh he, someone asked him who his favorite edge rushers were and he was like trey hendrickson and sam hubbard duh <laughs> <laughs> and so prepared it was, uh yeah it, well he's prepared um but he was uh he was so damn excited and, and so when you get someone like that that's been an underdog. Think about it. if you go to Coastal Carolina, no one, but you know, you, you feel like you're an underdog already from the jump because you're playing at Coastal Carolina. And and if he does have that elite athleticism, like the testing shows, then I think he's got a shot. And I didn't want to dismiss his, by the way, earlier, a few minutes ago, I'm not dismissing him from making the team. I think he's got yeah. a shot based on that. Um, but seventh rounder, it's just like undrafted free agent. You're going to have to have a really impressive off season, really impressive training camp. Yeah, it'll it'll have it'll be tough because they did draft Cam Sample as well last year. They're getting Joseph Osai back. They waited until the seventh round to take an edge rusher, but they they drafted him, mm-hmm. and so he he certainly has a chance. I don't know too much more about him except he he's got a he's got an athletic profile that you like to bet on. The the bend part of his testing was the worst part of his testing, but really good explosion, and that's the kind of guy the Bengals tend to go after now. What's different than what the Bengals usually go after is he's smaller. He has long arms, 33-inch arms, which for his height, he's 6'4", 258. For his build, is, is pretty long arms, but is, is a little bit smaller than their traditional edge rusher. So I think they're looking at him for a sub-package role because he had a great 10-yard split in his 40-yard dash, nine, 98th percentile 10-yard split, and pretty good jumps about 85th to 90th percentile jumps, which is another test of vertical and broad jump that we use to measure an an edge rusher or a defensive lineman's burst. It's just how much burst can they generate from their legs from standing, right? So those were really good for him and and gives him that, can he get around the edge or can can he go speed to power on the edge? Because at his weight, he's probably the lightest defensive lineman on the team. I would yeah, imagine 258, 258. Yeah, he's pretty lean. So, I, I I agree with you. I you know I think uh, I think it's going to be intriguing. I think he's got a shot, and um, I 
we, we, we've talked about him some. Uh, Samori Toure, you know, we had a mock. I think that guy was in line too for this pick, and they looked at it, and one guy tested in the 97th percentile and had all this production. And Toure was good, you know, but he, he didn't test as well. Ran a 4-4-8, ended up getting picked by the Packers. I think he would have signed here if he was an undrafted free agent, uh, which we can get to in just a second. But, yeah, I, uh, I was like, oh, they went with another defensive player? Because I thought for sure it was Toure. I had the whole – story written which you never do in the seventh round it was the most sure i'd ever been about a seventh rounder in my life and uh well that didn't happen so that's that's the beauty of uh covering the draft down here um but yeah i think uh i think they made the right decision because it, it looks like this guy has a, a real chance to stick and, and make the 53-man roster potentially and the other guy you want to mention uh wyatt hubert obviously coming back from injury as well so he's in the mix as well that's right. So it's going to be a crowded group trying to trying to fight for some roster spots there on the defensive line. But they need the competition because they had depth issues last year. And we've talked a lot in this draft about the fact that we, we still need to see. We still need to see them figure out the pass rush and mm-hmm. get that extra guy. And if this guy can do that, and this might be a lot like who's the guy they had last last preseason end up going to Miami signed off the practice squad had a great preseason oh, yeah, yeah out of out of Purdue Darius yeah, Hodge yeah. Darius Hodge yeah could be Darius Hodge 2.0 right where he Darius Hodge could be back for all we know I think he's still on a practice squad uh so so we'll see what shakes out there really quick want to hit on some undrafted free agents James mm-hmm. and tomorrow we'll have more on these guys as we're recording this this is about 8 p.m eastern time and so we're we're probably going to miss some guys that you may have heard of by the time you listen to this or watch this but we'll go through some of the guys that we've heard one of them ben brown the offensive lineman that we've hinted at a few times uh the dame brugler had a a fourth to fifth round pick on i believe and brandon thorne really liked his value on day three brandon thorne of course uh, offensive line guy we refer to often from Ole Miss guard center versatile Mm -hmm. very experienced 24 years old we'll see how he comes in and competes a guy that certainly I think a lot of people expected to be drafted and maybe the other very noteworthy and we'll get to all of them they they signed a long snapper James yeah no, they 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 did. So yeah, those that are wondering about um, Clark Harris's future, uh, Cal uh, Adamidas, and I'm probably Adamus. I don't know. I don't know how, that, how to say his last name, but he was the one draftable long snapper. And, and I could look it up on, on the beast here on how to say his name, but what you know we're um, talking on here. So yeah, and they're also signing Shamari Jones and Javon Hilai, which again H E I L I G H. You tell Hi-Li me. Hilai is a great uh, guess. Coastal is, Carolina. Is it Hilai, you think? I think it's a great guess. Yeah. Either way, both out of Coastal Carolina. Uh, Justin Miller reporting three of four. I also have one more here. Uh, Georgia Tech offensive tackle Devin Cochran. Yep. Uh, also signing uh, with the Bengals. Has a wingspan of over seven feet. So there you go. You want to talk about measurables. He is a tackle. Yeah. Um, so Cal, Cal Adamitis was out of Adamitis. Adamitis. Yep. He's out of Pitt, not out of Coastal Carolina. The other Coastal Carolina rookie running back, Shermani Jones, signed with the Bengals. Tom Pelissero had that one. And the last one that I have seen is Field Yates, Kansas wide receiver, Kwame Lassiter II. 
has signed with the Bengals. And I quickly looked up his athleticism to see what 40 he ran, ran a four, five, two didn't test great, but we'll see what kind of role they have in mind for Lassiter. And those are all of the, uh, all the free agents I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, there'll probably be a few more. Yep. That's it. So that that's it. So, uh, Wild, six picks. I definitely thought it would be eight minimum, maybe more. Uh, instead, the Bengals had six. We'll uh, give our grades um, on on technically Monday's show. We'll, we'll do our grades, so make sure you stay tuned for that and uh, hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you haven't already. We're getting closer to, to double digits, Jake. I don't know if you've looked. Double digits subscribers, and we just launched YouTube. Well, it doesn't feel like that long double ago. Also, like five digits? Yeah. Well, double closer. digits would be two, like 10 subscribers. We're getting close to five digits, right? I, okay. I'm thinking thousands, double digit thousands. Just, right, just so making sure right. people know. You're right. Five digits. You're right. We have, over, we have, we're getting close to 9,000, but if you hit subscribe right now, we might be at 9,000. And so then we start talking about that 10 K mark. I, I was already thinking in thousands. So like 10 K. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Technically five it. digits. Jake, Five digits is more exciting than two to me. me. I don't know. You talk about money, more zeros is nice. Talk about Double subscriber, digits. more zeros is nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. So five digits. So help us get there. Uh, also follow wherever you get pod your podcasts. And uh, all right, Jake, I know you're not feeling well, but you got to do your patented outro here on Locked On Bengals. Yeah, let's let's get it done. The Bengals draft in the books. Undrafted free agents underway. Like James said, we'll have grades tomorrow. We're going to have guests from guys like Nate Tice. We're working on scheduling a date for him. We got Mike Potts. I buried the lead again. The Bengals lead college scout coming on with us for Wednesday night's recording and plenty more analysis about this Bengals draft class and all these undrafted free agents coming your way here on locked on Bengals. And until next time, Bengals fans hope you enjoyed the 22 NFL draft, the 2022 NFL draft who day and have a good one. Hey prime members. You can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.